Planet Japan, Episode 9 for August 2nd, 2005. Delivery Health and Ramen Rivals. On today's show, we'll invite you to join us on the beach for the first annual Planet Japan Beach Party. You'll also learn about the latest Japanese delivery service and shenanigans in the ramen business. And of course, as always, the Planet Japan dancers will tap their way into your heart. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. You want to hear some cow jokes? Uh, I already know them all. You know all the cow jokes? Well, test me out. Okay, I'll check you out. I don't really believe you know all the cow jokes, but we'll find out. How does a farmer count a herd of cows? With his calculator. Okay, so you know one cow joke. <laughs> <laughs> Where do Russians get their milk? Ah, Moscow's. Okay, fine. What's a cow's favorite musical note? Beef flat. Beef flat. Okay, fine. What do you call a cow that has just had a calf? Of course, decaffeinated. Yeah, I guess that makes sense when you think about it. If Told you have you. time to think about it. Why did the cow wear a bell around his neck? Because his horn wouldn't work. Meh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> Told you I knew all the cow jokes. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm in, I'm impressed. No. Yeah. You know, most of these jokes I think I learned in third grade, though. <laughs> so welcome, everyone, to Episode 9 of Planet Japan, starring myself, Douglas, and... Amy. Right here on the radio, rapidly becoming the most popular podcast in the universe. Well, at least in Japan, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how are things out at the Moo Bar these days? Oh, everything's really mooing at the Moo Bar. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had lots of people out. And even despite rain, people have come out, which has really wow. impressed me. Yeah. Mm. And over the weekend, we initiated a lot of new herd members mm-hmm. with Moo Margaritas. And is there some sort of initiation rite that goes on? Well, first of all, usually... People order a moo margarita, which is an extra special, extra strong margarita. Mm -hmm. And um, then we all start mooing, and Mm -hmm. uh, it just kind of happens over a little bit of time Mm -hmm. and a few drinks. Does anybody ever get naked? Naked cows. Hmm. Not yet. Not yet. It's something to think about. It is. Well, we're all pretty close to naked anyway, being that I'm in a bikini, Uh and customers are you know, either in board shorts or bikinis as well, so... Okay. How, by the way, how's that beer gut coming? <laughs> it's um, protruding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look like an old man soon. You know, beer guts are in fashion these days. It's, oh well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a beer gut. Well, I certainly do. Mm-hmm. It's growing by the day. Yeah. Yep, and it's all beer. You sure you're not pregnant? I could have a beer baby, <laughs> or maybe a calf <laughs> inside. Then you could be decaffeinated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the beer the beer gut's going to go soon. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to wander on out there maybe over Obon vacation. Oh, that would be a great time to come out. It's just going to be mm-hmm. amazing. It's our busiest week of the year at the Mubar. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, me so too. So if any of our millions of listeners would actually like to meet Amy and Doug in person, this would be the perfect opportunity. Yep. Perhaps the only opportunity. <laughs> well, actually, it'll be, Doug, it will be 
our anniversary because mm-hmm. we met at the Moo Bar last That's year. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should have a Planet Japan party, perhaps. We could do that at the Moo Bar with lots of moos and yeah. margaritas, and that'd be good. Ooh, that would be really nice. Ooh, that'd be great. Mm. If oh, I could get a portable recorder, we could maybe even do a show from the. Hey, let's see bar. what we can do. Okay, maybe one of our listeners would like to donate a portable <laughs> recorder. <laughs> <laughs> But that we'll ha- nice. definitely have a big crowd there. Yeah. So it would be a great time to do uh, some broadcasting. Okay. We're going to do some serious partying then on the beach. All right. At the, uh, on Shidaishi Jima. That's right. And it's also the time of the Shidaishi Bon Dance. Oh, the Bon Dance, where they dance around the bones? <laughs> bon. Oh, Obon. Not bon. Oh, okay. Obon. Obon. Yep, the Bon Dance that they do to welcome yeah. back the, the dead spirits. Now, last year, I always thought that dance was on the beach. It is on the beach. But last year, it was not on the beach. They have some of the performances on the beach and some of them off. Really? Yeah. So it just depends on the day. Okay. But, yeah. And do they do the traditional thing with the paper ships going out into the sea and That's right. That That's stuff? on the last day of a Bon. Mm-hmm. And uh, paper ships? Hmm. <laughs> I guess you could call them ships. <laughs> Little boats. Uh, <laughs> it's Toro Nagashi, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and that that's really nice with all the, the lit candles floating out into the mm. sea and that's taking the spirits back to where they came from. That's true. Which is a very nice way to end Obon. Yeah. Now, is that really true? Are there really spirits in those boats? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, sure. It must be true. Mm-hmm. It is a rather amazing spectacle. Yeah, it's yeah. I really like Obon. It's a yeah. time when Japanese people honor their ancestors, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's just a nice gesture. Okay, that should be fun. So again, anybody want to come out and uh, party with us at the Planet Japan podcast party? We're going to be out there, I guess, the fifteenth, sixteenth. Well, part of the seventeenth, probably the fifteenth and sixteenth would be the best days, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a Monday and a Tuesday over mm-hmm. Obon vacation. Yep. Oh, that'll be cool. I'm, yeah, I'm looking need, forward to it. If you need reservations, uh, let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us an email at... At PlanetJapan05 at yahoo.com. Yep, and I can make reservations for you in a mean shuku mm-hmm. um, if you need them or if you just want to come out for a the day. A mean shuku. Is that a drink? A mean shuku? <laughs> you make a mean shuku. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> M-I-N, not M-E-A-N. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and uh, if you're coming out for the day, then we're located on Shiraishi Island, which is part of Kasaoka City. Mm-hmm. That's on the Sanyo Honsen right. uh, train line. Yep. Now, if you live in America or Britain or Australia... Then you have to fly into Kansai, mm-hmm. and from Kansai Airport, which is the Osaka Airport, you take a train wow, you know, on the Sanyo Honsen. <laughs> you know the way. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're looking forward to visitors coming from all over the world for our party. Yeah, it'll gonna, be great. It'll yeah. be nice international gathering of, of moos and mm-hmm. cows and, and people. Okay, that'll be great. Well, uh, as you know, we had some exciting news uh, from last week when the Podfather himself, Adam Curry, gave the Planet Japan his blessing. Ooh. When he uh, talked about our show on his new Podfinder yeah, show. he actually even ran part of the show, didn't he? Yeah, he played a little bit of it and uh, then made some comments about it. And it was, I was astounded. I was thrilled, actually, because, uh, you know, this is the guy. Yeah, this yeah. is the father of podcasting, exactly. Adam Curry. And this new show is great. He just uh, kind of highlights some of uh, some of the new shows out there. And, and, and we were one of them. them. Yeah. All the way over in Planet Japan. Mm-hmm. He found us. We'll put a link on the blog so people can go listen to the Podfinder show. Great. Starring Adam Curry himself. 
So that uh, really gave us a boost, gave us a lot of new listeners, I think, who um, hadn't heard our show before. So welcome to all the new listeners who are just joining us recently. Mm-hmm. We're happy to have. Thank you. We're happy to have everybody, all the new listeners and the old listeners. Okay. Speaking of podcasting, uh, Podcast Alley, as you know, is the place to go if you really want to find out more about podcasting. It's a great place to go if you're a listener or a podcaster. And um, it's it's more or less a portal site for podcasting. And if you go there, one of the main features there is the voting system where you can vote for your favorite podcast. Now, you can vote for as many different shows as you want, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of they've set up a little bit of a rating system so people have an idea of you know how they measure up against the other shows and so on. Is the rating system in Moose? Uh, actually, I think it's not. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> but um, we took a look at our ratings for July. This is only our second month, and we really did well. Did we? I was impressed, yeah. We were 100. We ended up being 171 was our ranking out of uh, like... 5,800 podcasts or something. Wow. And how did we rank among podcasts in Japan? In Japan, I think we were the highest rated in Japan. Wow. In terms of podcasters in Japan. Mm -hmm. Number 35 in the comedy category. Wow. Wonderful. Out of of more than 400 400, uh, podcasts in the comedy category. Well. So, there you go. And as long as we're tooting our own horn, as it were... We'd like to take this opportunity to thank you all for voting for us last month and invite you to go and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> because the way the system works is that is that you have to vote once per month, and then they start over at the beginning of the month. Here, I think the deal is you can vote once per email address. So once you, I have. But once you've uh, voted with an email address, the computer recognizes that address and says, you've already voted, you can't vote again. Okay. Once a month. We've got that. That yeah. would be cool. All right. And, and we'll remind you when right. to do that. <laughs> so anyway, thank you to all our listeners. We're thrilled to have uh, people joining us every week. And we're getting some really good and interesting feedback from people, including a guy who says, I love Amy's voice. That's all he said. Just, I love Amy's. It sounds like he's on the edge of a fetish. Well, aren't we all when it comes to cows and moos? Yeah, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed that you said nothing about my voice. Well, it's because you didn't moo. Okay, now, what? Doug, Do please moo. No, I, I, come on, moo. Come on. I don't, I don't moo. I'm sorry. Okay, moo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy now? Thank you. Yes, Are you happy? we'll work on that. <laughs> right, fine. Thank you. Matt Z says, hi, I love the interview. He's talking about the interview with Keiko, oh, the wedding planner right. I did a few weeks ago. It's really nice to get a peek into the wedding traditions in Japan. Yeah, that was a good interview, I thought. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, yeah, go episode back number and check five. It out. Right. Yeah, she mm. uh, gave us a lot of good insight. We got our first email from a Japanese n- listener. Mm. Now, most of um, our audience are uh, American, or I mean, not American, but English native speakers. And how do we know this? Uh, Just from feedback. Well, yeah, from feedback. Mm-hmm. Most of our okay. letters come from uh, English speakers. But we really like it uh, when Japanese uh, have a chance to listen to our show, too. Yeah. It's really good English practice for them in terms of listening ability and so on. Anyway, his name is Takeshi. Hey, Takeshi. How you doing? Thanks for writing. No. <laughs> he said, Hi, Amy and Doug. My name is Takeshi, and I live in Chiba. 
I'm not sure you know where it is, though. Ah, what do you mean, don't know where it is? That's where Disneyland is, yeah, Tokyo sure. Disney. Exactly. Chiba. Chiba. Yeah, we know where it is, no. Chiba. Takeshi, don't be insulting our intelligence here. Really, when it comes to Disney, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're up there with the Japanese. He said, I'm a typical Japanese salary man. Hmm. I love that word, salary man. Mm. Look up in the sky, it's salary man. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it should be quite a nice term these days. Enough people don't have jobs to be able to call yourself a salary man. That's it's right. kind of impressive. It's oh. good to have a salary. And He's be got a, a salary. A Your program is enjoyable, Takeshi says. It tells us about foreigners who have lived in Japan for a long time, which is interesting. I hope Planet Japan will continue for years. Well, thank you, Takeshi, we, and I have a special move for you, too. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it for me, Doug? Come on, I really need your help. <laughs> that was not me, by the this way. Are you finished with your movie? You got it out of your system? So anyway, uh, thanks, Takeshi. It's great to hear from our Japanese listeners, and we really would like uh, our Japanese listeners and all of our listeners to uh, feel free to write to us at planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. Even if you don't really have much to say, we'd be interested in finding out where you're from and where our listeners are and so forth. So, Amy. Yeah. What do you think about sex? (laughs) (laughs) There's this... uh, New magazine on the market that has become very popular in Japan. It's a sex magazine or a cow magazine? um, No, it's definitely not a cow magazine. I see. Yeah, it's uh, it was originally a British uh, publication from uh, several years ago, back in the nineties, I believe, nineteen ninety-two. It became very popular in Britain. It became and then it, it was translated recently into Japanese and put on the market here uh, this year. And became wildly popular. So what is the name of this book? It's called The British Lover's Guide. Is it a book or is it a magazine? Um, well, I guess it's a book. Yeah, it's a manual. Oh, a manual. It's an, an instruction manual. Oh. It teaches you how to have better sex. Hey, well, you know, I think the Japanese could really use that because the declining population, I mean, there's got to be a reason for that. What's going on? Yeah, people just don't know. But it's not a pornographic book or magazine. It's an instruction manual. Right, sure, It has a certain amount of legitimacy to it. Mm. Now, here's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see any problem with this so far. The problem is the police have stepped in and said, this is Japan and you can't show certain things in your book. Now, wait a minute. In comic books here in Japan, they've got all kinds of nudity, even in the newspapers. Yeah, but they're not actual photos. It's if just porn. And photos, and yeah, in like the pornography industry, photos and video, so forth, they have to mask or use some kind of mosaic or something to cover up the naughty bits. Well, it depends on what you consider naughty breasts. I mean, bare breasts are definitely not naughty. You'll find those no. in the sports papers in That's Japan. Right. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely not say breasts were naughty. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so I should you know, forget about wearing this bikini <laughs> I'm always wearing, just go topless. That's right. But the problem is the police came in and said, uh, okay, you're going to have to cover up all, all of the shots of genitalia. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, well, they'd have to airbrush them out as they do with the comics here. Yeah, they want them to cover them up. Cover up. Yeah. Put but some clothes on. The author says, you know, that's kind of defeating the whole point of the book. <laughs> right. I don't know. It seems like a kind of a silly thing. But he's saying now that, okay, if I'm going to have to do that, I'll just take the book off the market. Ooh. Yeah. Well, then the, oh, the poor Japanese. If you're in the Japanese audience right now, 
you might want to run out and buy this <laughs> book before <laughs> well, it you gets can still get it. yanked off the market. Yeah, that's the British Lover's Guide at your local bookstore. Wow. Buy one today. So what else is on the agenda for tonight? Well, Doug, remember we were talking in the last episode about Omiyai Onsen? Oh, sure. Yeah, where the women could peek into the other side of the, the hot springs bath and mm-hmm. watch the naked men? Right. Well, speaking of marriage, they're saying now that women, of course, are waiting longer and longer to get married. And um, a lot of women are not getting married at all. Thus, mm-hmm. these Omiyai Onsens mm-hmm. trying to attract the women with you know, naked men. Right. You know, see right up front what you're getting into, so to speak. And one reason they say that women are putting off marriage is because the economy is down and the men don't have any money. So the women don't want to marry them. Really? So women are really that shallow in Japan? Well, you could call it shallow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they're saying now that if the economy would just pick up a little bit, then the marriage rate would pick up too. Really? Yeah. In the meantime, it's spurring another business, which is the Delivery Health Service. Delivery Health. That's that new service where they deliver healthy food to your door. Well, hmm, food. That's debatable. I Some people would call it food, but actually it's a <laughs> prostitution oh my God. to your door. So you no longer have to go to a brothel in Japan. Really? You can get it delivered. Wow. And which is kind of like a food delivery service. Yeah, like a pizza thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a pizza company will will figure out they could kind of package this whole thing together. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called delivery health. And uh, of course in Japanese katakana it becomes deri heru. Deri heru. Which to me sounds like daily hell, but hey. <laughs> daily hell. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And do you have the phone number for that, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't. Sorry. You'll oh. have to do a little uh, bit of work on your own. Okay. Actually, if you were to look in your mailbox right now, you'd probably have some kind of flyer about it. I do get flyers occasionally with mm. semi-naked women on them in my mailbox. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I never get those. I wonder if they, you know, they know, like, where women live and where men live. Well, you live out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's true. We don't have that kind of stuff on yeah, our, exactly. my island, out in, <laughs> yeah, in the countryside. <laughs> And another interesting tidbit mm-hmm. is um, about the new status of the word celeb, celeb. in Japanese, okay. which is serebu. Serebu. Mm. And it comes from celebrity or celeb. And uh, speaking of women marrying men with money or not, in this case, uh, there's a very famous actress in Japan. In this case, uh, the the woman in the limelight is Kaoru Sugita, who is a famous actress in Japan, and she's around middle age. And uh, for a long time, she was called Make Inu, which means loser dog. Means in other what? words, what does it mean? Loser dog. Loser dog. Yeah. In other words, she was not marriageable. Wow, that's not a very nice. Not, oh, but she loved it. See, this is the thing. She really played it up, mm-hmm. and uh, she talks very frankly, and she talks about her sex life and all these the gory details. Mm-hmm. She, you know, tells people over, t- you know, TV programs and such. Loser dog. And uh, anyway, she has currently risen to serebu status because she finally got married. And not only did she marry, but she married someone very rich, ah. a rich man. Mm-hmm. And um, But apparently, she was a bit too much for him. Mm-hmm. And they're now getting divorced. Oh, that's sad. Because she gave too many personal details out over the, over the air. Oh, and he was embarrassed. Yeah. And now she'll lose her celeb status? 
That's right. That's sad. I think so, yeah. Even though she's, you know, just as famous and, you know, makes yeah. a lot of money. Mm. Mm. But celebrity, of course, in English is a different uh, meaning. A celebrity is someone who rises to fame through talent mm -hmm. and probably also has a lot of money. And sleeps with the producer. Maybe. <laughs> At any rate, uh, one celebrity is uh, Britney Spears. Of yep. course, everyone knows Britney Spears nowadays. And uh, she has sparked an interest in one certain Hello Kitty necklace. Uh. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was wearing this necklace in her video called Do Something. I must have missed that one. <laughs> and um, at any rate, uh, the uh, Mitsukoshi uh, store in Tokyo got this great idea that since she has done all this advertising for this Hello Kitty pendant, that they could have a jewel-encrusted Hello Kitty pendant, similar mm -hmm. to hers, and that someone would probably buy it for 5.7 million yen, wow. which is about $65,000. And somebody actually paid that much money oh, yeah. for a Hello Kitty pendant. Yeah, this this man bought it for his uh, daughter. Well, he says it's for his daughter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's for your cat. It's we for know my daughter. It. Yep. And uh, he actually got to the department store on the day of the sale at 10 a.m. when it opened, just so that he'd be the first to buy it, and he bought it with cash. Yeah, that, well, everybody uses cash in this country. That's well, that's amazing. true. Yeah. yeah. There was only one that they sold? I Actually, I'm not really sure, but yeah, I would imagine it would just be one. So he was camped out there. <laughs> waiting for the store to open so he could pay $65,000 yeah. for a Hello Kitty pendant. Yeah. Some people are just nuts. Have you noticed that? <laughs> In Japan? Hmm. Mm. Yep. Hello Kitty <laughs> crazy. Um, the cat, the Hello Kitty pendant, I should say. We shouldn't really categorize her as a cat. No, it's not a real cat. No, she's not. Doesn't different. even have a mouth. Well, she only has a head most of the time. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. But she has uh, nine carats worth of diamonds. Ruby ribbon in her hair, a sapphire nose, and onyx eyes. Wow. Hey. So there's some value here beyond just the Britney Spears connection, it sounds like. Hmm. Yeah. Well. $65,000. Yeah. <laughs> Drop in the bucket. <laughs> but of course, Japan is just crazy about anime mm -hmm. and cartoons. And um, also, another famous character who's celebrating his 35th birthday is... Oh, you must be talking about Doraemon. Do 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 Doraemon. <laughs> Doraemon. Yeah, he's a robot cat. Yeah. And uh, I love Doraemon. I don't, I, I don't really care about Doraemon. Uh, it's, a, it's a good show. It's a good cartoon yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. He, um, he has a pocket, a magic pocket. Mm. And whenever he's in trouble, he just pulls out the correct tool from his pocket. Yeah, well, I can do that. And gets them out of trouble. I'm not impressed by that. <laughs> well, the Japan Mint now has is issuing Draimong coins. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so they're going to have a, a coin with the cartoon on on the coin, the 1 yen coin, the mm -hmm. 5 yen coin, 10 yen coin, 50, and 100, and 500 yen coins. And it only costs $65,000 to buy these coins. Oh, this is far cheaper. Yeah. It's only 13,000 yen, yen for a set, so that's a 660 yen value for 13,000 yen. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that. <laughs> it's one of each coin. <laughs> <laughs> and you can proudly display these coins in your in your house, right on your wall there, where all your friends can see them. Yeah, that would be, yeah, impressive. Yeah. And then if you're ever really, you know, hard up for money, you could just take them out and use them as bus fare. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, if you're really desperate. <laughs> Doraemon coins. Yeah, gotta love wow. it. Gotta love Japan. It's a great place.
You never know what's going to happen next. Oh. Well, you know, um, last week we, we heard a piece of music. Oh, yes. That would have been by uh, Yasunaga-san. Yeah, Tadashi that was a Yasunaga. great song. He's got a great little jazz group from uh, Hiroshima. And they don't have a name. They don't have a name, so we're running a little contest here. And he's going to give away a free CD and $10,000. <laughs> to the person who comes up with the best name. Well, at least he's giving away a free CD. Oh, no money? No, no money. Uh, Tarashi is from Hiroshima. He was born in Hiroshima. And he graduated from Waseda University in Tokyo. And then he went to New York City and lived there for over 20 years. He studied jazz drum with Elvin Jones. And he has written for magazines such as Jazz Life, Drum Magazine, and Sound and Recordings. Wow. So he's the real deal. Oh, yeah, he's great. Okay, then, let's take a listen to Pushing the Perimeter. Standing at the edge of time with my blinders on
my blind is on, on At the edge of time With my blind is on At the edge of time With my blind is on Well, isn't it a shame They forgot to blast me up When you're roaming the plains With your battle dress on Look up to the sky above And watch the hammer of the night Oh, that was a really nice song, that yeah? That was great. I love that song. Yeah, I hope that inspired some uh, good names for this band mm-hmm. from our listeners. Well, we did get a few suggestions uh, last week. One of them that I liked was Sunset Boulevard. Ooh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, kind of L.A.-ish. Yeah, kind of jazzish too, because yeah. the sunset, mm-hmm. and, you know, brings a feeling. Kind of Gloria Swanson-ish. Yeah, that was a nice <laughs> song. What was that? Pushing the Perimeter, right? Pushing the Perimeter. And that on vocals, oh, the vocals were very nice, yeah? On vocals is Robert Manos. On guitar, Ronnie Butler. And on drums, also very nice, is uh, Tadashi on drums. That's the man himself. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a, I think you've got a good name for this band, then please send it in to us at... PlanetJapan05 at yahoo.com. Great. We'll be waiting for your entries. And I'd like to take an opportunity to let all of our Japanese listeners know that I will soon be offering an English course online. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is news to me. Yeah, this is a result of a a class I've been teaching for, gosh, about eight years now. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone's running out of time, but they still want to continue the lessons. So Mm -hmm. we thought, hey, let's try to do an online course. So we're gonna, I'm going to open the course up to other people. And what I'd like to uh, try to do, though, is uh, get some feedback from our Japanese listeners on what kind of things they would like to learn in an online course. Okay. So it could be anything from business Japanese to humor to uh, online chat sessions to whatever um, people are interested in doing, current events. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll put together some courses, and I'll be starting the online courses in September. Great. Are these free courses? Nope. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are they reasonably Reasonably priced courses. Great. And we can, uh, I can do either individual classes, or um, I'll also have some group classes where uh, people can just you know, do do the do either coursework at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do telephone stuff over the internet as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've taken a few online courses myself. As have I. And I've also uh, taught courses on uh, humor and writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. to uh, night classes at Great. university. So um, yeah, I think, t- and I'll, I also actually taught an online course at university for two years in writing. So it'll be nice to kind of, you know, pull in all those skills, put them into my own program. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it should be really fun. So will people be able to find information at your website at some point? Yep, I'll set up a blog and um, have a link to it from my website at Mm amychavez.com. And, um, yeah, be looking for more information on that soon. Okay, that sounds great. 
Doug, <laughs> is it time for cowtails yet? Uh, no. Oh, shoot. No, you just, you got, you're going to have to learn to have patience with the whole cowtails thing. Mom. It's time to talk about criminals in the news. Yeah. Big story this week in Japan about the ramen king being kidnapped by his former teacher. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, people are so passionate about ramen in Japan. Mm-hmm. This is this is really amazing. Some people are just some people know way too much about ramen. Yeah, they spend a lot of time slurping and yeah. thinking about this. So the what happened is the um, this guy named Yoshinori Haga. Mm. He is the owner of the very popular Aoba chain of noodle restaurants. Mm. Widely recognized across Japan as being the country's tastiest, according to the article. The tastiest ramen in all Japan. He was kidnapped by a guy named Yoshio Kawashima, who was his former teacher and who claims to have taught him everything he knows about ramen. Ah, I see. So then he broke away, started his own restaurant with the secret recipe, and now is getting all the profits. Yeah. And... um, Oh, well, then he should kidnap him. He did. He kidnapped him, and he beat him about the head with a baseball bat for six hours. Six hours? In a car. That's longer than a baseball game. Dumped him in in front of his apartment. Jeez. This is serious ramen stuff. Indeed. But he had a good reason for beating him. (laughs) And what was that? He said, um, I taught Haga all about taste and how to run a business, but since he became famous, he hasn't said a word of thanks or sent a word of greeting, and that made me mad. Ah, so they can't really... It sounds like a lover's spat to me. Yeah, they can't put him in jail for that, can they? Hmm. No, nah, the guy, he didn't say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not very polite. So at least he could have done. Japan, yeah. He could have said, hey, thanks for all the help, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he deserves to be beaten, I think, with a baseball bat. For six you? hours. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I suspect that all of this publicity is doing great wonders for his noodle shops. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> Yeah. Mm. yeah. They say even bad publicity is better than no publicity. Mm. Yeah. Here's my favorite part of this article, though. This is amazing. This is uh, a quote from a guy named uh, Hiroshi Ozaki. He is the owner of the Ramen Data Bank. Uh, the Ramen Data Bank? There is a data bank. Everything you always wanted to know about ramen, oh, I guess. Oh, gee. Mm, yeah. I'll have to put that in my bookmarks. This data bank tracks down Japan's best noodle joints. Mm. <laughs> which is interesting because everyone has you know their own opinion on which is the best yeah, noodle place. That's true. But this guy claims that there's very little to back up Kawashima's claims. He's the guy that beats the other guy. Right. And claims he taught him everything. Right. And he says, ah, there's not so much evidence. Here's his quote. There's the very strong link of both using pork bones to flavor soup, but there's a big difference in the key factor of miso. Akibake has a strong soy sauce flavor tinged with the fragrance of yuzo citrus, but Aoba's main selling point is the balance it achieves between the pork bone flavor and Japanese-style sauces. From the taste of their ramen, there is really no way you could tell they were in a teacher-student relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Just by tasting the ramen, you can go, oh, you know what? I can tell just by tasting this. This guy is the teacher. This guy is the student. Right. Yeah. But he's saying there's really no way to tell that. No symbiotic relationship there. Exactly. Just from the taste. Still, I remember when I visited the opening of Akabake a couple of years ago, Kawashima did tell me that he'd been the one who taught Aoba's cooks how to make their tasty noodles. Wow. So there is a little evidence there. 
This is the war of the noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. But it's wacky. It's it is, wild. But people really, really are partial to certain ramen shops and ramen you mm-hmm. know, recipes. It's amazing. Yeah. I've had uh, students say that they have driven like six hours yeah, just see, to go to one ramen shop, have ramen, and mm-hmm. then drive six hours back. Yeah, you see people lined up for blocks outside a certain ramen shop. Yeah. But I don't know. To me, ramen is ramen. Yeah, it is ramen. I mean, some ramen's good, some ramen's okay, but I don't know. I'm not a big ramen well, fan. Well, we're not connoisseurs. We're not Japanese, that's why. Do you like ramen? Yeah, I like udon much better. Yeah, I kind of like udon better, too. Mm-hmm. Ramen's a little bit on the oily side. Mm. With udon noodles, you've got really something to chew in there, where the yeah. ramen's kind of, you know, thin. Yeah, and what's the deal with the slurping noise Japanese people make? Oh, you got to slurp. It's supposed to cool the noodles down as they enter your mouth. Mm. Do you slurp? Oh, when I'm around Japanese people, yes. I'm by myself, no. <laughs> it is kind of the first time you you are um, the first time you are confronted with uh, a room full of people slurping down noodles. It is a little bit uh, surprising. It's actually a bit deafening. It reminds me of the cicadas. Yeah. Well, the cicadas have been out in force this last week. Yeah. Do you oh. get those on the island? Oh, lots. I wake up to them. Really? Yeah. See, I love the sound of cicadas, but a lot of people find it, them irritating. Yes. I love the sound of cicadas in the morning. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's the sounds <laughs> of nature. Okay. Yeah. I like them. Really? Yeah. They're welcome I anytime. I open all my windows just so that I can wake up in the morning. Time. I think they're probably among God's more annoying creatures. Oh, well. Hmm. <laughs> Move. I'd rather hear cows moving. Yeah. Ah, that would be a luxury in Japan. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think now... Just might be time, time. for cocktails. <gasps> cocktails. Yeah. What do you got for us this week? Okay. What I have for us is, believe it or not, they I are don't now. Believe it. <laughs> they are now considering. They are now actually considering growing the meat in the lab so that they don't have to raise the cattle and use up valuable land mm-hmm. and um, and water s- resources. So someday we might not even need cows. Wait a minute. We do need cows, <laughs> but um, maybe not. We might not need cows for purposes of meat, and that ah. would be nice. The cows would be really happy with that. Yeah. I think. Well, you got to have leather, though. Well, I would think that they could grow that in a lab too. Really, lab, yeah, lab leather. They'll soon they'll be growing like you know Louis Vuitton bags and stuff mm-hmm. in the lab, and you know all kinds of things. Okay, <laughs> so this is a real thing. No, it is, and uh, uh, I have an article here from Reuters, and um, according to an article in the journal Tissue Engineering, <laughs> not tissue toilet engineering. paper now, ah. but um, tissue, right, right, as in muscle tissue, muscle tissue. Um, scientists can grow cells from the muscle tissue of cattle. Cultured meat could also reduce the pollution that results from raising livestock. So there you go. It would all just take place in this safe environment Mm -hmm. and would have nothing to do with cows. Would the beef be healthier? Well, they claim it would be healthier because you could actually then control the substances that go into it, which is kind of scary. But, you know, if people really want meat that badly and want to make it healthier, then, you know, that's okay. And little did I know, but the demand for meat is actually increasing worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. China... Um, has their demand for meat doubles every 10 years. That's really? just amazing, yeah. 
You know why the the demand for meat is increasing, though, I think, is that um, all these vegetarians who don't eat meat, they're dying off in their 20s, (laughs) leaving only the meat eaters. Well, hmm, I'm still alive. Are you a, you're a vegan, aren't you? Well, actually, not really, but I just don't eat meat. Okay. Yeah. So what's the difference? Well, I'm not that strict about it. In other words, I'm not going to refuse to eat the yakisoba just because it has, you know, a little piece of meat in it. Right. Um, but I, I just have a theory that, you know, we should do with less if we can. Mm-hmm. And there's no need to eat meat, so I don't really, you know. Okay. And I love cows. And you're and you're out of your twenties, so uh, uh, I guess my thesis is not entirely accurate. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps I'm an exception, but <laughs> I don't know. So, but I don't, there just seems something um, kind of odd about growing beef in a lab, though. So well, there's something very odd about like growing cows to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah, mm. but they're not gonna. Are they gonna? Is, is it a matter of genetically altering the beef somehow? That sounds kind of dangerous. I would imagine it would bring more problems as well with it, yeah. as you know, genetically engineered anything does. Mm. You know? So I wonder if this is something that's in our near future or in our far future. Well, I hope for the cows, for the sake of the cows, I hope it's in the near future. <laughs> They'll have more time to enjoy their days uh-huh. grazing and mooing. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, ringing their bells. Okay. That'll be interesting to to see if this actually comes about. Yeah. A lot of times people just try new things. They never really pan out, but hmm. we'll see. Okay, and that's our cowtail for today. Uh, so it must be time for this week's audio kanji mnemonics. That's right. It's time for audio mnemonics. And this week's kanji is the kanji for dog. Okie dokie. And the pronunciation of dog is either inu and also sometimes ken. Ken. As in, for example, banken. Banken is a guard dog. Okay. And uh, But normally people just say inu, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, inu, kawaii! Kawaii, kawaii. Ah, that dog is so cute! Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And um, actually, I think that that's the required response to someone walking their dog down the street. You have to say it's cute. Oh, yeah, you have to say, ah, inu! But that's a girl. If you're a girl. That's a girly thing. Yeah, Doug doesn't have to do that. I don't do that. Mm. But the kanji for dog is, uh, interestingly, since the dog is man's best friend, interestingly, the kanji, we start with the, the kanji for man, which mm-hmm. was the, the man with the, the legs and hands stretched out, arms right. stretched out, mm-hmm. right? Now, how does this relate to a dog? I don't know. Well, there's one more part to this kanji. Imagine a man standing there, and his dog comes along, and the dog plants a big turd <laughs> on his shoulder. Gee, that would be interesting. Yeah. This is, how, is, this is mnemonics. The dog is uh, evidently a, quite a jumper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's a small dog, jumps high, and yeah. has big turds. Okay. Yep. And he plants his turd. On between on the guy's shoulder, mm-hmm. but actually it's you know between the head and the shoulder. Right. So now the the good thing though is that to draw a turd is really easy. A dog turd, you just it's just a little slash with the with the pen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the kanji for dog. You know, this is the second week in a row we've used the word turd on our radio program, <gasps> and I'm having fun with it. 
I think we should try to use it at least once every week. Well, actually, this has, is a recent controversy, isn't it, in the media? Oh, the you're talking about uh, Doonesbury. Yes. Yeah, the big Doonesbury controversy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, all he was doing, really, was quoting President Bush, right? Yeah, George Bush has a nickname for Karl Rove, who is the evil genius behind the Bush uh, presidency, and is in a big trouble because he may have uh, released the name of a CIA operative. Okay, but that's kind of beside the point. The point here is that George Bush has a nickname for Karl Rove, which is Turd Blossom. Which is an amazing yeah, Well, it's, it's, said, it's said affectionately, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey, Turd Blossom, get in here. Gee, I wonder what, is, uh, what Bush's nickname is for Karl Rove's dog. Oh, interesting question. Anyway, a lot of newspapers, I suspect um, in more conservative regions of the country, decided they didn't want to see the word turd in the Doonesbury comic, even though it was George Bush, actually, who said, who has this mm -hmm. name. So what did they do? They, they just said, we're not going to run the comic. As they pulled it. Yeah. And other, one, other newspapers decided they wanted to edit it, which I guess they, means they changed the word turd into, into something else. Yeah, feces blossom. Feces blossom. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, that would be more appropriate, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the ring to it as turd blossom. But no. Yeah. Turd blossom is much more affectionate. Yeah, I think so. And, of course, don't forget about the big uh, Planet Japan party at Shiraishijima. At the uh, Moo Bar. At the Moo Bar on August 15th and 16th. This is during the Obon holiday. Mm -hmm. It's going to be ripping and roaring. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's the busiest week of the year at the Moo Bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all those Planet Japan podcast listeners, we have a free margarita for you. Oh, that sounds like a bar. great deal. Yeah. A free margarita. All you have to do is tell us that you love the Planet Japan. Yeah. yeah. And that's all. That's it. Yeah. And free you're, margarita. You're on your way to mooing. Wow. Now, there are going to be a lot of, um, a lot of hot babes and bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm there. We'll order some. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll have some of the... Uh, the health delivery <laughs> there for you, Doug. Give them a call. <laughs> yeah, see if they'll come all the way out to the island. That'd be great. Do you deliver to the Moo Bar? <laughs> it's a delivery service. Okay. Well, on that happy note, we're out of here. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Yep, come on out. Join the herd. Moo. Moo.